Real Estate Radio, this is Byron Lazine with One and Company at William Ravis Real Estate. Back again, finally back. I'm not a back again because I wasn't here last week, but mm. back this week with Pat Kenny from Barnum Plans. How was the show last week, by the way? All-time top five. Really? Whenever you're not here, it's all-time top five. That's, that's how even, that works. I can't even imagine that. It was, uh, no, it was a great show. We talked about... Um, like some, what did you guys talk about? Some tech stuff and some interesting uh, marketing things, which you appreciate. I didn't know this. Mr. Mr. Casey dropped knowledge on me. Waze, hmm. like the third favorite uh, navigation app on earth. Realtors are marketing using that. Yeah, They're, I knew that like six months ago. Yeah, but you never told me, which is really cool yeah. of you. Thanks for that. Because um, it's real estate related, so why would we talk about it? But well, I thought it was very interesting that like that's, a, that's an avenue. It is kind of cool. But eh, I wouldn't say it's cool. I think it's interesting. I think it's, we talked about what I thought was was... What I missed was if I'm driving down the street and I'm going to wherever it is I'm going and I'm using navigation, I'm probably not sure where I'm going. So if I see a thing to distract me, why would I change? Like, I'm not going to stop where I'm going to go, oh, let me go look at the open house because I just saw a pin on my Waze app. Like, I, that, I wouldn't do that. No, but it's, I feel it's like, basically, in my opinion, it's when I saw it six months ago or a year ago, whatever it was, I, I've never ran an ad on there. You can do it through uh, agents have uh, this home snap app that you can do it directly through there and i'm sure there's other ways to do it but that's what I got, I i've gotten home snapped i think i actually yeah home snap it's crap home snap is crap but anyway that's no that's I, ended, well, I ended up with like I, I looked at it once like a year and a half ago and now i get emails 17 times a week i'm like oh okay. boy yeah you're, well you're, i used to that's a lie they're all in the drunk folder i have no idea what they say but yeah it's you, uh you got roped in so i wanted to see what it was it, it to me it's the billboard of today because if you're driving in your car you're looking at your gps you're not necessarily looking at the billboards you're looking at your gps and if you've got little billboards popping up on your GPS, literally, like virtual GPS billboards, that makes a lot of sense to me, right? That's the, you're looking at your screen, and in reality, the new cars right now, you know, I would say go five years back, and then going forward, all the new cars, the drivers are going to be only looking at that first 25 feet in front of them, and the big screen like the Tesla has in the middle of their car, you know, mine's a Ford and it's got the big screen that switches over onto the stuff that's on my phone. Like this is, that's what's going to happen. So they're gonna, there's going to be virtual advertising on the screen of your car. Oh yeah. I mean, it has to be ad driven. I get it. But like, I'm talking about the, the call to action is come check out this open house. And I'm right. not going to divert from my route, especially if I'm using the navigate. You know what I mean? Like if I'm, I I agree if your default like my default screen on my on in my car when you get in is whatever media I'm using on the left, you know, Bluetooth, whatever it is, and the map on the right. So if as I'm driving there's a pin, maybe. Okay, I get it. But if I have to use the actual nav to get to one, two, three, anywhere Ave in Main Street USA, I'm not gonna stop going there. So I don't think it's a bad plan and it's you know, it is a new thing and I get it and you know, I'm coming across yeah, the I mean, old the man. whole the whole I mean the whole open house thing, you want to drive traffic to your open house through doing great marketing during the week to yeah. buyers that are actually... It's a destination at that point. It's, I'm, yeah. I'm using my navigation to get to your open house because I've already heard about Correct. it. Correct. To buyers that are actually interested in buying. This whole theory that people have of like getting lucky with somebody driving. Hey, hey, hon, look at that. Is that, a, is that an open house? Let's let's turn around yeah. oh but but we're not in the market don't worry about it hon it's okay it, we're we're buying a house today they have you know three what? balloons on the mailbox i have to go there we just picked up a couple <laughs> turkey grinders but i'm feeling like buying a house as well like that's not really happening at yeah this so i mean one houses. of the things we talked about was like using geofences if you're a local merchant 
yeah. I, I get that, right? You, we use the example, you drop by Stop and Shop, Stop and Shop's got five ninety nine lobster. All right, I, I'll, I will probably remember that and then pay attention the next time or go because of that. But like, yeah, I'm not going to divert my not intentional real estate attention to go look at that. But no, I get it. We're just rehashing. I'm, the show. I'm glad anyway, you and Ryan totally hashed through. Totally like made people really bored by talking about that. Honestly. Only because there's no inflection in our voice, which is what you were just doing. <laughs> no inflection at all. <laughs> Keeping it monotonous here on Real Estate Radio. Um, I'm glad right. Jill hasn't been here to make fun of us in a while. No, we, you guys could have used Jill, I'm sure. We're, we've got a lot to talk about this week, though, because there's a we lot have one of thing headlines. To talk about. Yeah, we have really one, one whole thing that we're going to spend the whole show on, and it's a big headline word. It's GPS advertised. Oh, wait, no, that was last No, one. that's not it. That's not it. I, I want to dig into what's going on with all this recession talk. Like, no matter what news source you're using, mm. there is a headline with the re- word recession in it. In fact, I put out some content during the week with the headline recession. Yeah, I think the, the, the only difference, depending on where you go, is the timing. We're either in it, we're about to be in it. We're Who says f- we're in it? There's a, there's a lot of analysts that are, that are claiming that. What's the definition of a recession? Recession is. Because I keep giving one definition. I want to see if it matches up. So what we use is, as an economic uh, contraction of basically GDP, right? So expansion is our gross domestic product increases because uh, corporate earnings and corporate spending continue to increase. When they decrease and consumer spending drops, our gross domestic product and our consumption gets reduced. So we are not spending as much corporate, government, and consumer because the actual economy itself has begun to has began to shrink as opposed to economic expansion, which is what we've been in for the last 12, 11, 12 years. Longest recovery ever. Longest recovery and, and largest scale. Yeah. You know, if you look at all... Longest I'll, and largest recovery of all time. Yeah, from peak to trough is, so recession, is higher than any. What I keep going on is a recession is two quarters where the GDP uh, consecutively slips. Yeah, that's that's the most like technical piece of it. Yeah, exactly. I was talking right. broad concept of so what it is. Yeah, that hasn't happened though yet. No, it, it, and it won't. It, it's so this is so, where I get to go. Like my like. So if that hasn't happened, how could we be in a recession? If the definition is two quarters of a GDP slipping mm-hmm. hasn't happened yet, it's. I think it's a guarantee to happen because it always does happen, and we're in the longest recovery in the sense of like it will happen again. We just don't know if that's going to be the next two quarters or in 24 months or where that happens. Well, it's the same, you know, it's the same definition of like, oh, we've had a yield curve inversion. So obviously we're about to be in a recession. The yield curve inversion was temporary. It was super short lived. It's happened a couple of times since the big news was two weeks ago. Two weeks Mm -hmm. ago is when we had, we actually closed at an inversion, which is not a positive day. It completely reconciled itself the next day. And it, we haven't closed since. We've had it happen, you know, for four or five minutes at a time intraday. That's not that big of a deal. Where we start to get really nervous, the tens and the twos, right? So ten year and two year is really what everybody focuses on. If a two year yield is higher than a ten year, then why would you not buy that? Because why would you take longer term risk with your money if you can get the same return or higher for short? That's what really the historical uh, trigger has been. If the twos and the tens, what really starts to make people nervous is the three month forward. So if a three-month yield over the next six months is lower than the current yield, the next six, uh, no, I'm sorry, next six quarters, that's been the the most correct indicator of a recession, vastly more than the 10 and the two. Mm-hmm. People aren't paying attention to that because that's not in the headlines because that's a lot more technical and it's harder to predict. So we just focus on the 10s and the twos. 
Yeah, I'm not saying you, it's not coming. Once you get into the weeds like that, people get get lost. Yeah, they start to get you know bleary eyed and yeah. you know out of their ears and not having a good day. It's a hard right. thing to explain over the radio, especially without charts. Well, well, here's the deal: because it's in the headlines so much, recession, recession, recession. I'm going to tell you uh, and Pat. I'm going to tell everybody listening and Pat why a recession will not impact the housing market. We're going to get Pat's thought on that thoughts on that when we come back. So, Pat. You ready for that? I you think got, I'm you excited got to break about this. to think about this. Ooh, Recession hurt. won't impact housing when we come back. I already Real have a headache. Real Estate Radio 94.9 News Now and Stimulating Talk. Yeah, so Pat, I, I was in California all week last week, mm. which is why I couldn't do the show with you. And I was told by an economist, and this I'm going to use a lot of this information because I trust the guy. Yeah. You know, I'm going to go with who I trust type of thing. And this is basing it on onto real estate. So I'm only... Again, I'm only focused on how's it going to impact my business, really. I mean, I should be focused on the whole thing, but, you know, let's be honest here. This is what I care about. I care about the, <laughs> the housing market. So. Yeah, but the average person is going to ask you how it affects their, their stock portfolio. But so. this is going to be a general statement. This is the first statement I'm going to give you. Recession is not a scary word from our standpoint as the professional, but it can be for our clients who are headline reading. You would agree with that, right? 100%. You're not afraid of the word right now as you see it in the headlines, being being a finance professional? I'll tell you my tuna fish story after your- uh, Your tuna fish story. After you explain that to me. Sounds too good to pass up right now. Get, let's get into the tuna fish story. So tuna fish story is really easy, right? You walk, you go to the grocery store, tuna fish, I think I actually told this to Ryan last week, so tuna fish- Two is, weeks in a row, you're telling the same story? It's a good story, because you didn't show up last week, all so. Right, all right. So cans of tuna fish are three for a dollar. So you buy tuna fish the way you'd always do. Go back two weeks later, tuna fish now is three for $15. You're like, well, I'm not buying any tuna fish. This is crazy. It's way too expensive. That manager gets fired. You come back again. Now it's three cans of tuna fish for 50 cents. What do you do? You grab a cart. You load up. If you replace the word tuna fish with stocks, why is it any different? Mm. It's exactly the same behavior. Or sparkling water. I would have loaded up on the sparkling you water. You would have. Cans of tuna fish is a long tuna time fish. I'm gonna old pass on school, it at fifty cents. Or old school story that we tell in our world, $15. but like it's one of those things that we have to have. A, you know, people are are afraid. And listen, a recession makes perfect sense to be uncomfortable about if you are retiring in three to five years and you might get caught in the middle of that. If you don't pay attention, right, you can get caught off guard. But the same thing can happen intraday. It's one of those. You know, it, it's we well, focus too much on short. So I agree. It's not a scary word in the slightest. We also focus, recession impacts a lot of things, right? It can impact jobs and housing and, and all of this kind 100%. of stuff. Now, I believe that this looming potential recession mm-hmm. will not impact housing. And we know the last recession, recession 08, impacted housing greatly, right? <laughs> so yeah. let's just get that number out of the way. I want to give you some numbers here, Pat. 2008, housing prices fell by 19.7%. Okay? So, hammered. No doubt about 20% it. 20% is a big number, yeah. The recession before that, 2001, housing actually went up 6.6%. So, the two recessions in the, in the 2000s, one of them, housing prices went up over 6%, which is pretty good. Mm-hmm. It's really good. And then, obviously, 08, they got hammered. All right, three recessions before that, 80, 81, and 91. 80, up 6.1%. 81, housing went up 3.5%. 91, 
91, and this is housing home values, okay? 91 down 1.9%. So 1.9% down in a recession, to me, that's a win. You get out of a recession and housing- In 91? Sorry. In in 91. Okay. Yep. You get out of a recession and home values only went down 1.9%. To me, that's a win. And I could argue here that in four out of the last five recessions, housing basically was either flat, a little bit down, 1.9, or went up. Those are pretty good odds. Now, why did 08 get hammered so badly? Well. It's because that recession (laughs) was driven by a housing crisis. Yeah, the mortgage mortgage bubble is what created the recession. It was a mortgage bubble and a housing crisis which created the recession, okay? Realtor.com and and the economist that I got to listen to and actually uh, chat with a little bit in, in the hotel, Steve Harney, the founder of Keeping Current Matters, uh, he actually referenced a survey from Realtor.com. Realtor.com surveyed a whole bunch of consumers, Pat. Okay. And they were asked to list out, basically, you know, click in because it's online, uh, in order what they think would be the driving force of a next recession. Okay. Housing ended up number nine on their list. People okay. are confident right now in housing. Yeah, people are 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 putting, you know, stocks and and corporate debt and you know trade war student housing bubble and housing. I'm sorry, all student, of I'm sorry, this. Student, uh, student lending, not student housing. Sorry, all, all of all, yeah, all sorry. of this before, yeah, home, you know, home values or or a home crisis. That was number nine on the list. If you pay attention to what the banks are doing right now in terms of their lending practices. Yep. Right. And I see it day to day and we're dealing with appraisers, right. Who are still being pretty tough on these appraisals. We're not going to go into a mortgage crisis anytime soon Mm. from any of the data that I see from any of the uh, home economists that I'm listening to and to what I'm seeing just on a micro level here locally. Yeah. We are not on the verge of any type of issues with mortgages this time around. So if housing isn't going to drive this recession, it's going to be, going to be something else. When I look back on the last five, it's hard for me to tell people that housing is going to take a big crash in terms of values, I think sales will definitely go down. Number of sales, number of transactions, people Fair. willing to move, right? It's a recession. More people are going to hold tight. There'll be less deals on the market, which also tells me less deals, less things. I could see prices going up. You know, Steve Harney, this economist, says he thinks housing is going to look a lot more like 2001 during this recession where where home values went up 6.6%. Yeah. Okay. And that was at the end of, yeah, that was at the end of the dot-com bubble. I think people had gotten tired of intangible assets at that point. You know, when you, when you have the run, the tech run through the nineties, that is intangible, literally not a, none of it. It's not even like a stock intangible because at least that's built to actual brick and mortar companies. At least it was obviously now things have changed dramatically, but that tremendous drop, I think made people gun shy. And I think back to the previous point you just, you were just making with, with the lending practices, that was going to be whether right or wrong. And obviously you have a diff- very different purview on this than I do because you interact with it every day. My assumption as a standard consumer is that because of the 07, 08, 09 
mortgage crisis that was entirely blamed on terrible practices that resulted in what Stearns, Fannie Mae, Freddie Mac, Lehman, Citibank, and AIG all having to be bailed out or just shuttering their doors. Yep. My assumption is these banks now are under vastly more scrutiny than they would have ever been to get away with this stuff. Now, There's no question. That being said, you have com- you have banks like Wells Fargo on the other side that opened fake accounts to make numbers two years ago. Finally get caught again, which is a different part of the practice. So like there's that there's as a consumer, you catch again it's headlines, right? I did I will openly admit I did no reading beyond the headline that said they were opening fake accounts. Yeah. Because I don't really care. But but I think that has to help. And I would be I would be shocked if home prices home prices didn't benefit from an economic pullback in the next eighteen to twenty two months. Home prices on inventory less than four hundred thousand in all of the areas, people that are listening to this station, you know, as far as this reaches, all the areas where there's homes under 400,000, I guess some towns maybe I would say under 300 price point, mm-hmm. depending on the town, all those values would be higher right now if the appraisals weren't much uh, more, you know, I don't want to say legit, you know, right? But like, yeah. It, if they weren't really sharpening the pencil, yeah, um, as much as they are, are you starting? Are you seeing that? Is that a, where you, where you I think? I mean, it's, being it's been you know the last this whole run up conservative. They're it's being been more very conservative. conservative. It, yeah. They've had you know definitely not as loose practices as yeah. they did during that last uh, <laughs> housing crisis. Yeah, thankfully, right? And so yeah, and so you're seeing things not appraise all the time, even now that we're at you know some of the high points, and. You know, I think that's really uh, even helped values stay down, helped people want to see the, see the values go up. And certainly here in Connecticut, uh, if you're listening to this in Connecticut, you're like, Byron, what the heck are you talking about? We need our values to go up. I get it. We yeah. haven't even hit some of the peaks uh, in some of these towns. But those average price points have. Yeah. Those average price points, the av- you know, the luxury, for sure. I get it. You guys are feeling it really Conveyance bad taxes right now. now, the new luxury. Ta- yeah, there's a, lot of, there's a lot of squeeze on that market. And, yeah, the taxes have, over the last 10 years, really squeezed that market and flood insurance if you're on the water, all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Luxury, different, different ballgame. But the average home, the average uh, price point, those are all back to peak levels, guys. Those are, like, crushing it right now. Which is crazy. Multiple offers. Because we were talking about number of, tra- you know, beginning of the year, we talked about transactions in Connecticut and average prices, and and it's it's amazing to see that recovery. Uh, you know, I, I was pulling while we were talking. It's not that I'm not listening when I'm not making eye contact. I was trying to find J.P. Morgan releases, you know, one of my favorite pieces, the Guide to the Markets, they call it, which is sort of industry-driven. It's a lot more jargon than I think the average person would like. Doesn't mean you can't make sense of it. But one of the pieces of it that I was curious about is the breakout of our American of our economic GDP. Like so what parts of it contribute to, to what it is? So part of I mean, the largest part of our GDP is our consumption. So our you know consumer spending. Then there's government spending, there's investment. The biggest piece that we use is spending. The smallest piece, which is why the housing reaction to a recession isn't enough to float the economy. Out of the entire uh, GDP, housing composes 3.7%. That's it. So there's less than 4% of it is yep. dependent on housing, which is why it's it's incredible to see its response, but it's it by itself would not be, although it may be insulated from recession, and recession-proof is a big term that doesn't really matter to a lot of people, but like 
while it's going to be close, I don't. I wish it was a larger portion of our economy, of our GDP, because it would be able to buoy a lot more of these things. The other pieces are fourteen percent, seventeen percent, and almost seventy percent. Mm-hmm. Those, you know, one of those pieces contracting even by ten percent respectively has a very different impact, oh, absolutely, than the housing market. So that's why I think it, it no matter the size of the housing uh, recession b- jump, it, in and of yeah, itself and wouldn't it, be enough to help us. Like and, I think, which, and the last one was, was it was the banking, you know, and, yeah. and that that impacted everything literally. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> which right. is the reasons that you know we had a lot of the problems that we did. So, I, and I want everyone really. Because you're going to see over the course, Pat, of the next 15 months, you're going to see a lot of headlines with the word recession in it. They're all there. They're like, everywhere. Because you're going to see, uh, you know, you're going to be pe- seeing people play both sides of the fence. Mm-hmm. We're going into a recession trying to tear down this economy. Other people's just talking about how great the, the economy We're is. recession like, proof at this point. We're going right. to be fine. Nope. Recession's not a scary word. It depends on your situation like pat said it depends on what sector of the markets you're talking about and i believe for housing it's not going to be a scary word at all all right more on this we got the open houses all of that when we come back you're listening to real estate radio on 94.9 news now and stimulating talk pat that might be the most disrespectful disgraceful thing i've ever heard you say in your life i'll make sure that i repeat it for all the listeners i hate seinfeld that is both the ludicrous. show and him. Don't at me. Don't email me. You're not changing my mind. Tweet. Send me a tweet right now. On, yeah, yeah. Tweet at Byron. At Byron Lazine. If you think Pat is absolutely out of his mind. All right. That is ridiculous. You Sound, only, mind, and body. I'm making that decision. I've. It's been forever. If I get more than ten tweets that say Pat's out of his mind, he won't be on the show next week. I'll remove him from the show. Perfect, you guys. We'll give him a week uh, of suspension. That's like being in high school. Like I don't yeah. like I don't care. It doesn't actually hurt me. It doesn't make me sad. <laughs> the same <laughs> as not, it didn't to, affect you in high school. To to not drive in summer traffic on ninety five on an oh, afternoon boy. is not going to make my heart sad. I'll miss you, but you stand me up a lot anyway. So you're you're a busy guy now. So I get it. All right. So that big that's ridiculous show. that you don't like Seinfeld. I can't even. I feel like that's the only piece of culture that that resonates with me, and you hate it. So how could we even be friends from this point on? We uh we've we've we're gonna make it through because I know that you like it. Sam, what are you? You're a Seinfeld, Seinfeld guy, right? Yeah. All right. We got Sam in the house, not Chris today, because we're we're in our Guilford studio. Uh oh. Ryan just showed up. <laughs> Maybe he wants back on the radio here. I don't think Ryan realizes that I left like six different things in his bag, and I took out things he cared about because he left it unattended and open, yeah. sitting on a couch. Some candy in there or something. All right, let's rock and roll. On these o- we got these open houses this weekend. Let's do the one in company at William Ravis open houses. I was pretty pumped last week. We had an agent uh, reach Roland, out, drop reached us out, one. yeah, and and dropped in an open house. That was pretty cool. If you're an agent, a seller, a for sale by owner, anybody, you can just email me Byron at oneandcompany.com. That's O N E A N D company, all spelled out. dot com, uh, and I'll promote your open house right here. On real estate radio, I want Steve. I want Steve Woolman was the was Steve Woolman. Yeah, I want him to let us know. Like, did he? Yeah, people did swing you, by. Like, did you sell it? I want a referral fee, Steve. <laughs> no, I'm joking. All right, so here here we go. Uh, the one and company open houses for this weekend, starting with today. There is two hours left. Emily started at 11 a.m. all the way till two today, over at Fox Hopyard Golf Course. So you just pull into the golf course. Follow signs up. It's 607 Fox Hopyard Road. She's at the custom spec house. 
Uh, this one's on for 1.1 million, but we've got packages starting as low as 699, uh, different lots scattered around the golf course. You get a free full one year membership when you purchase uh, over there. There's a whole bunch of perks. It's tennis courts there. Yeah, uh, restaurant on the rock. Yeah, you never got to worry about like, oh, what are we going to have for dinner tonight? Because as you drive home. Never have to worry about like, um, I think I want to go get a martini, but I want to be out, maybe watch a little of the game. You don't have to worry about any of that. No. Go down on the rocks, sit at the bar, order yourself a martini. Maybe you get one of those little, uh, like a little Vespa, ride that back to the house. Maybe just a golf cart. Can those things you know? make it up? I mean, there's some pretty serious hills over there. there some I don't know if those things can hills. pull those off. All right, so Emily's going to be there for, uh, all the way till 2 o'clock today. She'll also be there tomorrow. If today doesn't work, go over there tomorrow. Uh, you're just going to, again, pull right into the Fox Hop Yard Golf Course. She'll be there tomorrow from 1 to 3. There'll be plenty of signs. If you want to check it out line, it's six, online, it's 607 Fox Hop Yard Road, and that's East Haddam. Uh, all right, also tomorrow, we've got... The house that social media built. Nicole and Whammy. Mike Riccio have both been on the show in the past uh, promoting their deals. This one is the latest and greatest. It was promoted over the last six months on Fox 61. Uh, the uh, St. Jude down in Texas did a partnership with them in the beginning of the year. They raised over $300,000 for St. Jude. Mm. Had over 500 people come to this uh, reveal party a couple of weeks ago. And... The uh, the house is now on the market and available for purchase. So that's 329 Boston Street in Guilford. Walk downtown, super close to 95. Uh, place is absolutely ridiculous. I think it's the best job they've ever done. It's on the market for 849, and that's 329 Boston Street. If you miss the party, again, over 500 people showed up. I would just go to the open house tomorrow. That's one to three. Uh, 329 Boston Street in Guilford. Go check out the house. Nicole will be over there. And, uh, I mean, this thing is ridiculous. Everything that's trending in a kitchen and a bath and finishes. If you're thinking about even just renovating your house, go check out that. Talk to Nicole. Uh, she'll give you all the tips and tricks. The before Three and after of that kitchen? Oh, it's bonkers. Oh, my God. You want to look at this house, go on to oneincompany.com. And just check it out. Uh, if you hit our blog section, by the way, you'll, you'll get this whole list of all these open houses. And you'll actually get a lot of good market data, too. Vanessa's been writing some ridiculous blogs on on the market for all, all three counties that we kind of operate in, which is New London County, Middlesex County, and New Haven County. So, all right. Also, tomorrow, I'm going to be over at 66 High Street. That's also in Guilford. And uh, 66 High Street is a new award-winning luxury condo uh, community it's right on the on the marsh looking out at long island sound you can walk to the train walk to downtown walk to the guilford green jacobs beach all of that just the location couldn't be any more perfect and uh we've got a few left we're, we're until the new building is built so come on down 66 high street guilford i'll be there tomorrow from one two three that's your open houses for one and company. If you missed last week's show, go back, find that on the podcast, learn how to use Waze so you can find your way to all of these. Yeah. All of these, especially before the recession hits, which could be any day now, according to headline news. Buy now because during the recession, house prices will go up. That's it. And you won't have the capital. You'll be able to get the capital. You're hearing that first. I, I do believe that that's a very uh, high possibility that home prices will go up. I mean, just look at the data. Three of the last five recessions, home values went up. Two of them over 6%. 
There's economists saying this recession is going to look a lot like 2001 in terms of housing. All right. Uh, 2001 home values went up 6.6%. The only year, the only recession in the last five where housing went down besides 08 was 91 and it was only 1.9%. Yeah. Which is less than inflation. So that's the gains you got back on your home values this time around, I believe are safe. Well, I think so. I'm going to, I'll throw out one of these prediction type things because it's kind of fun too. I think if we enter a traditional recession, right? And this which, is, this is average price points, but I just need to amend that a little bit yeah. because when you talk about luxury, that there's, there's a, different some more variables that yeah. come into play. So personal opinion being the average, not real estate, not realtor, not having seen the data from the economist that you're reading, just from the part that I understand, obviously the finance side of it and the market side of it. If I had to take a stab at what this next recession will look like. Yeah, what do you think it looks like? Because so, I'm talking about it from a housing perspective, yeah. not a jobs or, or no, so I corporate think, debt or stock market. So what I think will start to happen is we're going to start to see, because we've already started to see it, we're going to see corporate earnings start to slow down. We're not, they're going to be bad. They're not going to be negative. The growth since 2008, 2009, we just hit the 11-year anniversary in July of the market growth. Um, that's the longest, obviously, in history. we've talked about this, the longest in history, it's the, it's the largest from, from peak to trough and you know, back to peak again. But I think one of the pieces that, if we were to keep it traditional, where it's the, the, the same pieces contribute to it as always, not the housing bubble, which is what happened in 08, I think you're gonna start to see corporate earnings uh, contract, but still stay positive because we continue to spend money. But I think you'll actually start to see, I'm pretty comfortable saying that you'll see a larger pop in home values during this recession than you have in previous recessions where they've popped. Obviously, 08 is, is the anomaly because that was the cause. But I think because of what we talked about before, where the, the average consumer now thinks that the banking practices have worked to such a degree in their favor that we can trust the banks again because of the scrutiny that they're under from the Fed and from their regulators and from their oversight that they can't possibly do this again. At least that's the way that I feel. And I think that, that that's a pretty common sentiment. If you look at what you've been talking about before, the the, the number of the amount of activity you've seen and the practices you're watching between appraisers and lenders. Yeah. And, and Pat, to your point, housing went up in 2001, 6.6%. I like the point you made earlier in the show where uh, that recession in particular was where there was a run up on these intangible assets. Yeah. That's the same thing that's happening right now. Mm -hmm. these, there's intangible assets where there's a run up stock market. And people do, if they get out early enough, they will have money to put somewhere. 100%. And, and Skim the cream back and, to your uh, your coffee there. Yeah. And dude, you really missed out when I offered up to bring you a Starbucks. I didn't, I didn't have the extra 17 minutes for you to get a second coffee from Starbucks. So I, the, just, I need you to. The Starbucks, uh, the cold brews that they're doing right now, they're out of this world. I just like them black. I just it's, think the nitro colber. I just that's that's my that's my jam. It I just is go simple. It's unfair how good they are to Dunkin' Donuts. <laughs> it's an unfair advantage. I think when people find out about how good these cold brews with a little bit of foamy, which they stuff will on obviously top, on, the, on the show now. When they do start, do you get the caramel one or do you get like a the Dunkin' Donuts are going to go out of business. This is unbelievable. The fact it's, that like Dunkin', it listen, they had to rebrand. They couldn't. They couldn't be Dunkin' Donuts. They had to rebrand as Dunkin'. Just a Dunkin'. That's it. It's like Burlington Co. Factory became Burlington. We're just we're becoming single. It's like share. It, just it, one word. It's unfair. All right. When we come back, Pat, I'm going to give you the projected mean percentage of appreciation that we're going to see in 1920 and beyond. 
when those could be potential recession mm. years. All right, when we come back, Real Estate Radio, you're listening on 94.9 News Now and Stimulating Talk. So, Pat, we're both in agreement that housing could fare well if there is a recession that comes this I, time around. One, I right. agree. Yep, personal opinion, 100% agree. Here's a, uh, a survey. 96 economists and real estate market analysts, okay, they, they all predicted that a recession may occur in the next 18 months. Okay, a lot of people are predicting that, right? On that same day, the same experts in the same survey were asked how home prices would react. And here was their answer, Pat, okay? They think appreciation will slow, but no call overall for values to depreciate. Projecting 19, uh, 2019, 4.1%, 20, 2.8. And so we're into 19. Yeah, we're going to see a good projection, you know, a good uh, uh, mean percentage of appreciation this year. I think four to fives, you know, right there. 20 next year, go down to 2.8, 21, 2.5, 3% in 22, uh, two, 3.4 in 2023. Hmm. Right. Hmm. Yep. So, I mean, not jumping off the page. No, but I, but uh, I yeah, but. But I think it's it makes sense, right? We're, there's a lot of, but but 2000. My point about this whole thing is, and why I really wanted to hammer down on it, because people are seeing re- recession in the headlines over and over and over again, and 2008 is not going to happen over again to your to the value of your home. That's not going to happen again in a potential recession. Mm. Okay, I don't, I can't tell you what else is going to happen in the recession. Yeah, I don't know what's going to happen to you know stocks or to. Uh, the jobs or anything like that, but home values aren't going to the same place that they did in 2008. Well, I think one of the other things to consider too, right, is the the length of the length of the last four or five recessions. The gap between them, uh, you know, is is kind of all over the place. So we're I don't want to say we're due for a recession because that's going to sound like I'm some like doomsday sayer. But you know, we, you and I—it's obviously hard to show on the air. But like, what's well, we the longest recovery ever? And so it's the most it's dramatic. Like, not even. Just because it's been going for as long as it has, the scale of it is unreal. Yeah, you know, the from from the 08 crash to the peak now is so far higher than anything had been prior to that. It's out of control. I mean, the last two recoveries were from the 2000. I'm sorry, from 96 to the 2000 uh, run up was 106 percent, and then the market corrected in the, in the 2000 the tech bubble. From the tech bubble crash to the beginning of the to the beginning of 07 08 before the housing bubble crash was 101 percent. so 106 101 those are the runs back up before we peak and then we hit a, we hit a bottom again from that bottom to to the end of business on friday we're 332 percent higher we're three times more recovered quote unquote than we have yeah. the previous two recoveries the you know that's not enormous i don't want to say you know what goes what goes up must come down but we talked about this before right? i can give your daughter a crayon draw the lines up, down, up, down, ask her what the next one is. It's going to come down. Like that's, we're due for that. And it, you're, it's all about perspective. We say this a lot, but if you're looking at your portfolio from the beginning of 17 to now, and you weather the 18, the end of 18, which was down 6%, and you're up 13% year to date, and you went up 7% in 2017, all in all, you're having a pretty good day. And you just need to stretch that out over that's it, right? it's, a it's, longer period of time. Yeah. Like if you're someone who looked in from 07 to 2010, housing was a terrible investment. Yeah. But that's not what, that, but if you held on to it, think about if you held on to it, obviously you can speak to this more than I can. If you had a, an 07 peak that got completely clobbered, where would you be now? 
I'm pretty willing to bet a lot higher. <laughs> yeah. Yep. And depending, it's certainly dependent on, you know, town and, w- and the price point of the home that you bought for sure. There's, I mean, there are some people that are here, especially here in Connecticut that haven't come back all the way. I get that. And certainly when we talk about the luxury price points, there's a lot of people that haven't come back. Uh, but when we're looking at the country overall, almost everybody's come back from that housing uh, crash. Yeah. In the average price points. Well, exactly. You know, and, like, and that's where you can look at the correlation between your intangible assets, your, your stocks, your mutual funds, those kind of things, and your physical assets. The same story. If you bought in 07 in October, you were having a really bad day at the end of March of 2009, but you've had a pretty spectacular day since then, as long as you just didn't. With all the utility, I, I really believe right now is still such a great time to be a buyer of real estate because the, re- the utility of it is different with Airbnb all these opportunities to make income off of your real estate. Like did you room see the, sharing is way more normal than it was 20 years ago. Did you see the neighbor.com thing I sent you? Yeah. That like was I, pretty, I was mind. You can rent empty space in your house to store other people's crap. Exactly. Like, so you're, it's, it's like, it was on the CNBC thing. It was, it was my, so like, you're right. I, I mean, like not, people sharing Ubers, like that whole sharing economy, yeah. sharing workspace, you know? Yeah. We work or now I think it's just called work storage now. space. This is so much more acceptable than it was 20 years ago. And with technology, it's much easier to pull off. So the utility of having a real asset like real estate, mm-hmm. being able to provide a weekly or monthly income for you, it's a lot easier than it used to be. Yeah. I mean, I think the one, you know, as the guy who you know does obviously work in markets, um, they're different asset classes. I'm someone who totally different, never says one or the other. And especially in the last, you know, five or seven years, there's a, there's a huge appreciation for having another alternative asset. I mean, I think it's a big, I'm not saying, you know, I'm not preaching, go buy, you know, become a real estate mogul unless you have the ability to do so. Obviously in which case, I'm call, not preaching, you know, call that either, but I'm not preaching um, everyone to be a real estate mogul either, by the way. Yeah. You know, so it's, but I think it's, it's important to recognize that it isn't just a residence anymore. Uh, and, it, and I'm not talking about, you know, the property brothers flip type thing. It's, it's, there are other means to leverage. I mean, look at like a apps like Toro, even your house, I'm sorry, your car isn't just a car anymore. If you're on vacation right. in California for 10 days, you can leave your car. Somebody can rent it. I love that. Via Toro. And you don't have to rent the Hertz or whatever. You're renting somebody's like, it's, I'd be renting my car right now if I could. That's like, it's, it's want to take it, want to take it around for a spin, get a coffee, go for it. Have at Like it's, you know what I mean? Like, but the things that you own are no longer just. It, or just your debt. You Fill know, it like, up and leave five bucks in the... Uh, it, put it on the tank. You're good. The cup holder. Yeah. Put it, you know, leave the key underneath the uh, gas cap and we'll yeah. call it a day. But like, it, it's... Everything has... Everybody looks at this opportunity to do something unique with the things that we already own. You know, unless you're in a major metro area, you're going to have a car. And if you're someone who has the means, you're not going to be around all the time. Maybe you don't need it all the time. Yeah. All the stuff you own that is... I'm boggled like by all the stuff mind boggled by all the stuff that people just have sitting around because I see it every day. Yeah. Like stuff they could be selling that other people want. There's so much crap laying around that has value on places like eBay and, and all these different things. Yeah, right. Just like, get rid of it. I mean, it's just like, <laughs> it's crazy. Well, you know, it's a little older now. It's not, it's not as true as it used to be, but there was a quote, there was this, this like example, which is Uber is the world's largest taxi company and doesn't own any vehicles. It's changed right. a little bit. Uh, Facebook is the world's largest media owner and creates none of its own content. Again, changed a little bit. 
Alibaba is the world's most valuable realtor. It doesn't have any inventory because all they do, they all they are is a marketplace. And Airbnb is the world's largest accommodation provider, or largest hotel provider, and doesn't own any real estate. Well, They've since them, they're more estate. valuable than Amazon. Uh, Alibaba, yeah, Alibaba, because they, really? yeah. they have a larger marketplace. Yeah, um, I didn't, I didn't realize they were, they were but they also don't own any inventory. Amazon has its own brand. I so thought like, Amazon was 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 more valuable than them, but no, Alibaba uh, recently, yeah, um, but like it's they, they it's, just bought it's, the un- the Brooklyn Nets. Same guy. Yeah. Alibaba. The other thing, did you see, speaking of Alibaba and Amazon, because I go fanboy again, uh, did you see the post I put up yesterday on, on my story about Amazon's uh, new office in India? I didn't see that. One and a half million square feet of real estate space. It's the wow. largest office building. that It's the off- largest campus that they own. In India. In India. In um, Hyderabad. It's 15... 15- Who is it? Alibaba or Amazon? Am- I'm sorry, Amazon. Amazon. Amazon bought uh, the India space. Amazon oh. uh, built a, a one and a half million square foot office building. Uh, in in India, fifteen thousand employees. Their headquarters in Seattle. They're not only leasing has, it. They own the building. They own it. It's theirs. He's doing a lot of that, huh? Buying buying. The I think stuff he starts up. to realize that, like, stop spending the money. Like, it, just, just buy own it. it all. Yeah, just buy it. I mean, he. They certainly have the, the capital to do it. I mean, he, you know, he by himself yeah. is the capital of you know is, has enough capital larger than most small countries. But, um, but I think he's starting to realize like that kind of stuff is important. I mean, he's got fifteen thousand people on the other half of the, of the other half of the world now, which because I think he's starting to figure out. He being obviously Jeff Bezos, but Amazon, I think, as a whole, there's the population density there is so different than it is here. Mm-hmm. Be more local, be more present, have a presence. I mean, fifteen thousand people—that's three times bigger than their headquarters in Seattle. I mean, their the corporate headquarters is no longer the biggest building they own. Wow, uh, which is crazy. But I mean, a million and a half square feet—that's it's <laughs> a large building. I mean, going after that market, it may as well. It's—I mean, it's—it's it's one of the fastest growing populations in the world. It's unbelievably dense already as it is. Now, your GDPs and incomes obviously are very different, and you know the average person doesn't make nearly what we do, you know, here. But target your population, go to the right areas, and you're going to have enough of that income. But uh, you know, more recessions and those kind of things are, are bound to happen even overseas. Just be there to catch it, have the opportunity. I mean, think about what you can. If you start to have a, a mass outflow of employment, so let's let's turn it upside down for a second because that's a big indicator. Slow down in employment. Unemployment rates generally go up pretty pretty aggressively during recessions. I think the last. Unemployment during the last recession hit 10%. Hmm. Uh, prior to that was 6.3. Prior to that was 7.8. Yeah, I mean, 10 or 11, right? Yeah, so it was, yeah, according to the last order I can find, in October of 09, it was 10%. Mm-hmm. But you look at someone like Bezos, who's already done things like, I'm going to start firing my own workforce or retraining my own workforce to be skilled. I'll put the capital in to build a skilled workforce. If you have people that, because generally it's not skilled labor that goes out during unemployment, right? It's it, That's not what happens when there's large unemployment. Um, you start taking people that were used to living off of close to, if not at minimum wage levels, you spend the capital to train them to become the workforce of the future because he has the means to do it. I mean, we talked about Amazon University and all that kind of stuff. Yep. Think about the, the opportunity for a company like Amazon to leverage high unemployment. If you have people that are making money now that aren't looking for jobs in a particular area that you know, of the country that you could leverage, West Virginia. Again, we talked about how great that is for you mm-hmm. know the state was for for uh, employee employers in general. You start to have that neck of the woods, that part of the country start to have you know because mining goes away and some of these these labor jobs start to start to get reduced. Yeah, you can transition these people because you have the the infrastructure to do that and the culture to build it. Somebody like Amazon could be a huge winner from a recession. Oh, absolutely. Oh, and th- low cost and those kind of things. I mean, I think that those kind of pieces. These big and then companies, he scoops up real estate. These big companies that have a big lead right now, it's gonna get wider. Yeah, the first the movers are so far ahead. I mean, they're 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 in already everything. so far ahead. Exactly, they're they're just gonna keep leaping because they can afford it. They're not gonna stumble. As a small business owner, that 
you know, believes we've got some chops in terms of marketing and branding, I'm looking forward to this potential recession. Because we're all soft. It's all been easy. 11 I know, years. I know how many agents get wiped out. <laughs> 11 years. Yeah. Think about it. If, if in my industry, if I can't, if I can't help you weather a recession and, yeah. and what I do for a living, why would you pay me? I'm sure it's the same thing in your world it. where so many finance people go get, go get a real job yeah. when the recession comes. Yeah. All right. I'm excited. I love it. All right. If you want to connect with Pat during the week, Pat, it's over at uh, barnumplans.com. If you want to reach out to me, go to oneandcompany.com. Appreciate everybody tuning in and we'll uh we'll see you next week right always that's all we got we'll see you next week real estate radio you're listening to 94.9 news now and stimulating talk